Today we get to talk about a new year, new marriage, and that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Couple on Fire podcast. This podcast is for couples, for marriages, and for families within the Christian community. We exist to help break the stigma that happens within the Christian community. We're talking about divorce, we're talking about addiction, and we're talking about so much more. We believe that all this is possible in this life strictly based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to today's podcast. Really funny. I wish we would have could have had this on film just now, just being recorded just now. It's so funny. So we're going to be talking about something, uh, and it's a book, and we we forgot to bring it in here. And Chrissy's like, "Oh my gosh, I have to run and grab it," and she runs out into the living room to grab this book while our Chihuahua starts chasing and running and barking, thinking that there was apparently somebody was here. So it was just really funny. Oh, Chrissy's man. face is all red. She's all flushed. She was all like. <laughs> sideways coming into the room, back just, into the room. Just in the nick of time. <laughs> just in the nick of time. It was really funny. <laughs> so that's why we were kind of giggling and stuff when it first started. So anyway, so today we want to talk about New Year, New Marriage. And what better time than, you know, the very last uh, Tuesday of the year, you know, to really talk about yeah. ringing into the brand new year that we have coming up. So Chrissy went back and was looking at last year's and we talked about New Year, New You. And you no, know, we thought, you know, what would be even better is talk about our marriage, you know, about what we can do to make our marriage better for next year. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah, you should go back and check out last year's and then check out this year's and then put them together. Yeah. And then use them together in unison. So my love, anything you want to talk about or anything you want to say before we get started today? The only thing I want to say is everybody needs to stop getting COVID around me. <laughs> okay. Because Touché. Josh and I are leaving next Thursday, Friday, sorry, to go to Puerto Rico and then go on a cruise. And everybody apparently wants me to have COVID because everyone that has been around me has COVID and I still haven't gotten it. I mean, Josh, nope. even a few weeks back had COVID and I didn't get it. So uh, almost 50% of my staff at my office have COVID and they're not at work, obviously, but I was around them. And last Thursday. So I just need everybody to stop getting COVID. Is what my and, and I understand it's like a big, huge spread thing is happening right now. And of course, we've yeah. been planning this trip for us. This 10-day trip we've been planning for a year. And everything was okay until like two or three weeks ago. And now all, the of, a sudden, now all of a sudden, the transformer of all transformers is showing up at the wrong time. I don't time. even know if that's how you say it. I haven't heard anybody I know, say that. I Do you say Omnicron? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's Omicron. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the O is silent. Maybe we don't know. Sarah, LOL. I don't want you to get it either. Yeah, Sarah. We don't want her to get it either, Sarah. That's really the whole thing. But oh man, whatever. yeah. So I think it's the but the Omicron, I guess, or Omicron, however you say it, is you get super achy. You don't necessarily lose your taste and smell. The taste and smell is still like the OG one. And then supposedly, right? Yeah, supposedly. And the other one, the Omicron, you get uh, super nauseous, headache and super achy like the flu. Yep. So it's different strains, but apparently it's not as, you know, concerning to the medical field about the Omicron. No. So to hospitals. our daughter called yesterday and said that she's come down with COVID. She's pregnant. 
she's what about four months pregnant she's 20 weeks 20 yeah so all right, so that's she's five halfway. Months. Yeah, so she's about halfway. So she came down. She's got COVID, right? And she has a really sore throat. She sounds like she has a head cold type of thing. She's super tired, stuff like that. So she went last night because she's pregnant, and she got to get the infusion. So she went to the hospital to get it done when she was there for like eight hours waiting to do it. And they said they tested her when she was there, of course, and she's positive, but she's not positive for that variant, not for the Omni, Omni, Cron, whatever it is. So she doesn't have that version. But well, she said there's no way to know for sure. That's what she just told me. Oh, did she? What I what I want everybody she to know to is on Christmas Eve. So on Wednesday, I was around people that have tested positive for COVID since like three days since then Christmas Eve which was Friday, or that was Thursday. And then Friday, I have around a person now that tested positive for COVID since. I'm like, stop it. So anyway, we're way off track about that. You asked me if there was anything, and that's the one thing that's on my mind is like, I am like dousing myself in emergency, drinking emergency, taking vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, and all my normal multivitamins, all of that jazz. I'm doing it all. Yeah, so much that it's actually upsetting her stomach. And she's like, I don't care. Don't care. I don't care. We're going on vacation and I'm going to glow like yellow from all these vitamins. <laughs> I don't even care. Which is I fine with me. do not care. Okay, she'll look like plankton or whatever that stuff is that glows in the water <laughs> in the dark time. So anyway, so today we want to talk about a new year, new marriage. Now, that's we're not saying it's a new year. It's time to go get divorced and get a new marriage. Oh my gosh. Right? No, bad. Watch right? your mouth. Not what we're saying. We're saying that we look at the new year as a new start over for things always. And, you know, we look at it as a new opportunity. In the beginning of the year saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to start this off on the right foot. And what better to focus on your marriage, right? It's the most important relationship next to Christ that you have in your life that you need to focus on. And it takes a lot of work because it's easy for life to just get in the way. Mm -hmm. We have our own personal problems. Even in marriage, we individually have our own personal issues going on all the time. You know, we, we're getting older. Kids are an issue. Work's an issue. You know, we're tired. We serve too much at church or don't serve enough. Or we have all the things going on. And what we, what we lack to do is really focus and pour into our marriage. So we really want to talk about that today. Or we even get distracted in our marriage. So like you'll pay better attention to your friends and family. Like if you're sitting there talking to them and if your watch goes off or your phone goes off, you don't look at it. You stay paying attention to them and give them the full attention. But when you get around your spouse, as soon as your watch or your phone goes off, you're like in the middle of talking to them and you just don't pay attention to them anymore, which really can make your spouse feel not important to you, you know? So it's really important that we, and I'm guilty of it too with the phone. So it's very important to stay on top of that. What she's gotten really good at that I'm actually, I don't know if she's noticed, but I've really worked hard on it in the last probably couple weeks is she's very good about taking her watch off when she gets home, you know, because we have Apple watches and Mm -hmm. every time we get a message, it's just natural. My wrist vibrated. I look at it and it's a natural thing. And over the years of having an Apple Watch, I've turned off other notifications. Like I have ESPN on my phone and it used to go off on my watch every time. And I've stopped doing that. And there's just certain little things that I'm like, I don't need that stuff. But messages, when text messages come through, it's, it's so it's still naturally do that. But she's right though. We'll be in mid-conversation and I don't even think about it. 
which is not an excuse, by the way. And I'll just naturally look at my watch and right in the middle of a conversation, you know. And I know that we both have done it at times, but she's gotten really good about taking her watch off when she comes home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we're on the couch watching movies and stuff, I'll take my watch off now. Or when we get in bed, if I remember and I try really hard to remember, I take my watch off. I'm like, if it's on my mind, I take it off. He doesn't remember until it goes off. And then it goes off, he looks at it, and then he remembers, okay. and then he takes it off. So that's still good. Yeah. <laughs> it's habit stacking. It's a little good. It's habit stacking. Yeah. It's just a little bit good. So, <laughs> you know, but nonetheless, it's, it's yeah, we have to make sure that our, it's not about whether it's a big deal or not to us. It's about it whether it's a big deal to our partner. And what signal are we sending to our partner, to our spouse, that they matter or don't matter? Whether we think this is no big deal, that's not the point. The point is, I want to make sure that my wife feels wanted, desired, and that I pay attention to her and that she matters in the time when we're around each other. Because your, your spouse feeling that way is a big deal. It is a big deal. Yep. And yeah. it does matter. And it should matter to us that that they are feeling you know, like we're not paying attention to them. And I want to say this very sternly to everybody that's watching this. Okay, It's really important that you understand this. It doesn't matter whether your spouse is doing it as well. It's our job individually to step up. It's not... Well, I'll do it if you do it. That's not the right attitude to have. We have to make sure, like we say, no, this is my responsibility to do this. I may not be happy with what my spouse is doing. Then you have conversations about it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you don't change whatever your X, whatever it is that you're doing or not doing. So we have to make sure that we focus on doing those things. And that's before we even jump into this stuff. Because I think this is a really important topic. Refresh your marriage. Everything needs to get refreshed. Every so often, like you do, like that's why you're supposed to journal at the end of the day and, you know, to reflect on the day. I mean, you do need to reflect on where your marriage has been over the past year, where you've grown as a couple, where you need to continue to grow. Some things that still need to get worked on together. If you're both, if you both talk about this and you're both on the same page about it and you make a pact going in the next year, Mm -hmm. you can't make a pact to overhaul 100% of everything in your life. You you both will get frustrated and fail. But if you pick one or two things that it's very important to each of you and you both decide on what that is and then you go into it, it actually would be very, very good Mm. for your marriage. Yeah. And I think it's important that we say this too. You know, we, this is, this, this podcast is specifically for blended families, right? So it's, it's not everybody that listens or watches is part of a blended family, but we want to make sure that we understand like Christian, I've been married before. And if we're not careful and we don't pay enough attention to to pouring into each other, we'll go. You, it's easy to retreat back the way you used to be mm-hmm. and only care about yourself. Yeah. And when you do that, your marriage doesn't grow. It shrinks and gets worse and gets decayed and, you know, can eventually end in some really bad stuff that's really hard to work on and work through. So it's just really important that we understand, like, we know the kids get in the way. And, you know, there's a lot of problems that happen but we have to focus on, you know, our marriage. It's it's just vitally important that we do that. But this episode is for all marriages. All marriages. Yep. And that's, but I want to let everybody know, like, we, we don't want things to go in reverse. We want to make sure that we're looking forward and planning for forward for that. So number one, we have four things we want to share today. Number one. And this is the most exciting one though to me. Yeah. It's the adventure challenge. Babe, what's the adventure challenge? So let's start off with the fact that Josh and I made a pact when we first got together that we would not buy each other Christmas presents. Why? Okay. Because we didn't have the money. That's right. We, we didn't have buy, money. Yep. We didn't have to buy I presents. wasn't sure if you remembered. Be quiet. No, I'm so, <laughs> so we made a pact, though, and that pact has always stayed and actually is cool. It's fine, right? You know, like yeah, it's we super fine. Like, I don't want you to buy me presents. Well, this year he broke the pact and bought me a present because he found something that was really cool. I'm glad that he did. 
And I don't have any guilt that I didn't buy him a present because oh. that's our pact is to not buy each other presents. She's better than me because she honored our pact. <laughs> <laughs> but what he bought me was super cool. And it actually is a present for him, too. So let's just be honest. It's an us so gift. we each got a present. I mean, if we want to be technical. I feel like she's trying to let herself off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called. Pull it back by your face. Keep going back. There. Boom. Here you go. The Adventure Challenge. Yeah. The couples edition. So there is a family edition. There's uh, there's different editions. Yeah, there's I don't remember of all of them. Yeah, but there, there is like three or four different kinds. Yeah. So then there's a family edition too. But what this is cool is it's called the Adventure Challenge Couples Edition. What's really cool is I'm like, I love it. I'm in love. So there's 50 different things in here and you can't see what they are. So they're like lottery tickets kind of, you know, so these um, are covered up. You have to scratch them off. The deal is though, if you scratch one off, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's the deal. Yep. So you don't have to go and order or anything. You can flip through the book and the book is, Josh can put a link at the bottom, at the end of this. I will. When, yeah, I'll, I'll add a link can get to this. this book. But what's really cool is you can flip through and it tells you like there's categories. There's <clears throat> there's a key that tells you a little bit about like each thing <laughs> that you're getting ready to say. Yeah. Maybe she was going to say that. I don't know. I was jumping ahead because there's a key and I think that's really awesome. Kind of kind of gives you an idea of what you need. I'm getting notes. there. Goodness. <laughs> so one um, categories are called food with bay. Uh, I'm crazy about you creative couple. So it says like one of them is double dates. Like you find another couple to do together and things like that. So when you go into each one, you can look to see it tells you how much money it costs. Some of them are free. So it tells you if it's zero to $50, the most they cost is $50, but some are free. Some are $5, some are $10, but it tells you what time of day, if you can do it any time of day, if you can do it, if you have to do it during the day, if you have to do it at night, it tells you if you do it at your house or if you have to do it indoors or if you have to do it outdoors, if you have small kids, if you need a babysitter, it shows a car. If you're going to have to probably travel somewhere, it shows you if you um, need to get supplies. It shows you a little thing like if it um, you need to take some planning before you scratch it off. Like it's probably going to take two to three days of planning. So when you scratch it off, plan on not doing it yep. two or three days later. But what's really cool is each one then has a little like 3M strip next to it. You can't really see it, but it's right here to take a picture and you put a, you pick your favorite picture of the date and you stick it on there and then you write about the date underneath like a little, like three or four lines. And it's like a little diary of dates. Like a scrapbook. Yeah. Yeah. A scrapbook. That's a better word. Yeah. So dates that involve art or creativity, just what it sounds like, um, a trust fall dates that involved other couples Dates that involve making food or involve yeah. meals. And it. some of them say it's going to be messy. So you, you know before you scratch them off that it's going to be messy. Some of them involve getting wet. Yeah. So it says, you know, mm -hmm. make sure that you take a bathing suit or something or, or in clothes that you don't care are going to get wet. Yeah. But what's really, really awesome about this is it is super exciting. And we've been together for 11 years, you know, and you do run out of, you know, Jay and Laura have a book, a little book that tells you different dates that yeah. you could go on. I don't remember what it was called, but it is important because is that it? Yep. Right there. Ultimate date night. Yes. Ultimate date night. 52 amazing dates for busy couples. So the reason why you need this in a marriage is Josh and I have been together for 11 years and that book is beautiful too. And 
you, it, you run out of, like, I love going to the movies, so I would never get sick of going to the movies unless we went every single day, which would never happen. But I don't mind going to the movies and eating popcorn or going to a park in the summertime. We live in Michigan, so you don't, can't always go to a park or going out on a walk in nature outside, not inside. But pretty much or going, or going out to dinner, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really, I'm not a huge bowler. I mean, there's only so, so many things that you can think to do on your own. And I, it's not like I'm like, oh, babe, for a date night, let's go bowling. Like that does not sound awesome to me. Maybe it does to him, but it doesn't to me. It does not to me. So these things like this adventure challenge, this can bring awesomeness, like spontaneity back into your relationship. That's what I was going to say. That's what, that's the thing that I like the most about it is because I think what you love Mm -hmm. is spontaneity. You love being spontaneous about things. You like things to not be pre-planned. Right. Always. Yeah. You like to plan things, but like this type of stuff. you Not like for do. us. Right. Not for us. Right. And that's just the honest to goodness truth. And so I seen this as fun and spontaneous things. Yeah. And believe it or not, whether Christy wants to even admit it right now, she is very adventurous. She really is. She likes to think that she's not sometimes, but she really is. And so these types I'm of things. I'm safe adventurous. She thinks she is. If you want to travel to the UP and drive, drive anywhere on the drop of a hat, I'll go. Now, if you say you have to drop, um, get on a plane and fly to a foreign country where they don't speak your language, I'm like, eh. she won't do it. But after she did it, she'd be like, that was yes. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that's what this is, right? And it's really funny. So the directions tell us we're kind of beating this as a dead horse. But oh, I, I think love it's it. Really important. This is the thing, right? I was like, okay, but part of the rules is, is once you scratch it off, you have to do it. She's like, no. <laughs> No. See, instantly she's like, nobody's going to make me do this. And that's the part of the fun of it is like, you want this. That's a good agreement and say, no, we are going to do this. Like no matter what it says, because it doesn't tell you to get on an airplane. It doesn't. Because everything in this book is under $50 and there's categories that says free or under $10. So, and then they said that everything on here, you actually can manipulate in a way where it's actually all free. I did read um, some other stuff about that. So- There, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it, this could work for anybody. The book is, I mean, it's not cheap for a book. It's 50 bucks, right? Costs $50. But I think what you could get a whole year out of 50 bucks, like, $50 you pay for this thing, you could get 50 dates out of that. And if you mm-hmm. go on a date once every two weeks, I mean, that's more than a year's worth. Yeah. And so I just thought this is an awesome thing. And so, you know, when we say the first thing for us to talk about a new year, new marriage, we talk about adventure challenge. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. To up your marriage. What are you doing in an adventurous, challenging way to up your marriage? We challenge you to get the adventure challenge. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. And then we can all do it together. That'd be fun. And we could post pictures. Yeah. You hashtag adventure In our challenge. group. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I just think it's a really, really fun, awesome way. They did an amazing job. Like the quality of this is mm. amazing. So you can get one with a camera too that prints out the Polaroids. And I think that's $150. If yeah. you get the book and the camera, Josh didn't get the camera with it. He just got the book. So, and I don't think $50 is bad for the book. I really don't. No, I don't think so either. I thought it was a really good deal. I jumped right on. Is but your marriage worth $50? I mean. <laughs> I mean, now you have to buy it because if you don't, that means you're saying it's not. So that would be really, really bad. But nonetheless, I had a friend of ours uh, order it for me and because I didn't want Christy to know about it. Because I would. And Christy be monitoring everything. So I went behind her back and I had a friend of ours order it. And she's like, oh, because I text her though. I text her and I always make sure to put her husband in the text message if I text her. And so I was like, hey, I need you to know if you could order this for me for Christy for Christmas. You know, I'll give you the cash for it. And she's like, oh, 
I wish you would not text me directly right then. You could have told me later because I wanted to get this for me and my husband. So, well, there's some in here for couples. So, yeah, there is. We can do it together. Yeah. Okay. So the first I mean, thing couple, is couples get the adventure challenge. Okay. And Cassie says I've been wanting to get this. Just get it. Make it work. Do what you can, and it's or work. get the family one if you want to do it with your family. I would so. say do the couples one first, and then the family one. Okay, I'm just saying that's my personal opinion. Okay. Number two, marriage conferences. So this actually is really important. Josh and I didn't go to marriage conferences until two years ago. Mm -hmm. We went to our first one uh, with Jay and Laura. We went to was the first one, wasn't it? It was. That we went to. The very first one we went to. And it actually is so, so important. And we wish we wouldn't have put that off doing that for so long. And it gets you quality time to focus on your marriage. So a lot of times, like Josh and I, if we go to the movies, let's just say, on the drive there, you're we're talking about our life and we're talking about kids and we're talking about what we have to do, our responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then you get to the movies and you watch the movie. You don't sit in the movie theater and talk, you know, to no. each other. You watch the movie and then you leave the movie. You do talk about the movie, what you liked about the movie. But then on the way home, you're driving back home, you kind of think about like, okay, our responsibilities are back on. Talk about those things. When you go to a marriage conference, you may be still home focused on your way there, but once you're there, it's all about your marriage. So it really starts opening your eyes and reminding you about how important your marriage is. So then even after the conference is over, when you're, even when you're traveling back home or if it's a couple nights that you're there, them, them nights while you're there, you're talking about your marriage, you're talking about fun things that you could be doing together on your drive home. You're talking about like how awesome and amazing it was that you guys got some alone time. And Jay and Laura's is really cool because they do ultimate date nights with only one night. But you also can go to their marriage conference on Mackinac Island and it's two nights and you get to stay on the island. You don't have to stay on the island. No, we don't. do. Uh, and it really makes you like get away from we get distracted so easily in our everyday lives and it's just getting worse and worse with phones and watches and everything else. And when you go to these conferences, just take two nights even yeah. uh, to do that. And it really realigns you with you got, you know, you, we have to be together in this and we are on the same team and we need to make our marriage a priority and we all need it. There is no shame in saying like, Hey, we've gotten off track for the last like six months. Yep. Let's go to a conference. Like, look, let's look, look up a local marriage conference and go to it. You know, and we personally, that's why we started our blended conferences because we would really like conferences that are focused on blended marriages, that would be even better for us. But if there's no blended marriages conferences around you, which are, I mean, we did our own this past April because there really isn't any around us. You go to a marriage conference. Yeah. Yeah. You can travel and look for them. But what, what I love about focusing on something like a marriage conference, there actually is in every state. If you look at least one per year somewhere, maybe a few hour drive away. But there's a few things, right? Number one, there's purpose in it, right? Yeah. You, you are setting across and saying, look, this is a purposeful trip for us to focus on us. And uh, men, you know, this is really an important thing for you to show your wife that you care about what's going on between you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear a lot of guys that say, well, I go to the, you know, opera, right? Let's just say opera, right? I go to the opera because that's what my wife likes to do. And you make sure to tell her, like, I'm going to the opera with you because that's what you want me to do. Okay, there's no value in that. 
Okay, that's just basically saying I'm just doing my my husband duty. And that's not what this was supposed to be. Okay, you're there's a lot of value that can be had. Number one, you go because there's purpose behind it. Number two, there's learning. You get to learn. All marriage conferences are focused on understanding each other and learning mm-hmm. something new about your spouse. And then number three, we highly suggest going to a conference that's an overnight or yeah. if it's not, you go where the conference is and you pick a hotel, mm-hmm. a cheap hotel's fine, and stay the night. And this is because yeah. you get to be away from the children. You get to be away from work. You get to be away from friends and responsibilities. And you are very intentional about focusing on your marriage. It's important. Every year, you should pick out time and go to a marriage conference. At least, I mean, Josh and I were talking about this last night. And I'm like, at least once a year. At least once a you year. You should go. Yep. You know, every six months is good, but at least once a year. Yep. I agree. And because we could never learn enough about our spouse. We could never be connected well enough with our spouse. And especially if you go to a really good conference, it really draws you together mm-hmm. and you don't want to ride with people. I'm telling you that right now. Do not commute to a conference, a marriage conference with other people. Go by yourselves in your car so you have time to talk there. And then on the way back is some of the most awesome conversations you'll have about what you yeah. experienced and about what, you know. You and like. you can have honest conversation Yeah, too. Yeah, we really love doing it. We've went to a, quite a few now just in the short yeah. period of time. Yeah, just in a couple of years, we went to like four or five. Yeah, believe it or not, this cruise that we're going on next week was first initially, initially it was a marriage cruise. And the marriage portion of the cruise got canceled and we're yeah. like, we're staying on the cruise. Like, we're yeah. just staying here. But we were being intentional about it. We want to make sure that we are focusing on us, yep. right? And ask Christy. She'll be honest with you. Babe, do you want to go on a cruise and a vacation without the kids? No. She doesn't. No, because we only have so much time, and so they're moved out and gone and grown up and all by on their own. We're so close. And that's why it's still good, though. And we've the last time her and I were on a vacation together was our honeymoon eight years ago. Now almost nine years ago. 2013. Yeah, almost nine years ago. And so this is still important, right? Nobody's saying it's easy and you want to get away from your children, but it's important that you do these things. And I'm not saying go away for 10 days Because our kids are older now. They're fun. (laughs) 17, 19, 20, 25. Yeah. Married. Our kids are fun. Like it's a lot of, like we have a lot of fun on vacation. You too. Oh my gosh, we're going sideways on this whole conversation. But- it's funny because when we go on vacations and stuff with other people, they're all like, yeah, let the kids go do this stuff and we'll go do this. And we're like, no, we our kids like to stay with us and we like our kids to be with us <laughs> because we're fun. We have so much fun. We have so much fun. And our kids have fun. And our yeah. kids are just fun to be with and fun to be around. So Yeah. Okay. So that's number two. Number three. Number three. <gasps> you better plug your kids' ears or put in headphones before we talk about this one. Well, we're not going to go into detail. No, we're not going to do like show graphics or anything. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a how-to. <laughs> Number three is not a how-to, okay? But you can't talk about like having a better marriage without talking about this. We would actually talk be... Talking about what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd be talking... We'd be doing it in injustice. And this actually was my idea to put this point in for, here. For those, for those that are listening and not watching, uh, it's sex. You have to make sure that you are... I don't want to say that. She doesn't laugh your face. She's like, ooh. Because I, there may be kids listening. Maybe. There may be kids listening, and we could talk real loud for our own kids to listen. No. <laughs> My point being is you have to make sure that you are putting aside the amount of time, which should be at least once a week, to make love with your parent. Or parent. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> With, with your, your spouse. Partner. Yeah, with your partner, spouse. Not parents. So. With your spouse. Yeah. 
So the reason why we said at least once a week, so this was my point. I brought it up at last night when we were talking about this and I'm like, it needs to be at least once a week. And he's like, it should be like three times a week. I'm like, yeah, but let's be realistic about this. Some couples, we don't always like, we'll go through spurts where it's like, okay, him and I, like we have had a super bad just got super weird. Yes, Miss Hartwell. It did. We've had like super crazy, busy, tons of crap going on in our relationship. And the next thing you know, him and I are like, it's been two weeks. Like, okay. Yeah. We need, you know. Yeah. And so we get it. But you have to be focused on that because it's it goes way, way, way. Some people, I was telling him, I'm like, some people don't do it for like a month, two months. Yeah. So if you're like three times a week, they're going to be like, forget that. We're not even trying, you know? Yeah. So once yeah. a week, I think is a good goal. Because it's it's a different type of intimacy. And we could talk about this all day long about different levels and different forms of intimacy in your relationship. The Bible says it, Song of Solomon. That's right. <laughs> Blowing in the garden. So <laughs> the important thing is, though, that this is a level of intimacy that cannot be overlooked. And I want to talk to both female and male in this situation, right? We have to make sure that we're both doing doing this, making sure, initiating. But it, to be honest with you, it should be the man's job to initiate, right? But it doesn't always happen that way, right? It doesn't. And we go through seasons and things change and she's nodding her head, right? And, you know, we all have our own histories and our, you know, the, our own feelings, our insecurities. We have all these things. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop working at it, right? And we say new year, new marriage. This should be something that should be a focus. And it should be something you talk about. You have to communicate about these things because this level of intimacy is needed. It's not just a luxury. It's needed. Would you not agree with that? Mm -hmm. yeah. I do agree. It's very, it's important because God wants us to have that union. You know, we, yep. he wants us to obviously be married to do it, but it is biblical. Like God designed us to have that and it, to have it be an intimate closeness to keep the marriage like solidified. Definitely. Believe it or not at our church, a lot of people, like if they've ever visited our church when our pastor has preached on it, it was their very first time ever visiting our church. I feel super sorry for that because <laughs> it probably was so uncomfortable. I just sit backwards the whole time and watch everybody. <laughs> but our pastor, I like really am like give him kudos because he does, it's not like he does it once a month or something, but like once, like a, once year. a year, yeah. he does talk about the importance of intimacy yeah. in a marriage and how God wants us to have it. It is a godly thing yes. and to not look at it as a bad thing. And he has said from the pulpit that if you let a man go longer than three days, <laughs> that it's bad. You know, I feel like that was kind of sketched in <laughs> from him. <laughs> so it's like, I'm looking at Josh. I'm like, you know, after day five, sometimes I'll, I'll look at him and be like, are you going to cheat on me? <laughs> right. Like, we have a lot going on. I'm super tired. I just need to start saying yes. But if you're yep. going to start cheating, okay, <laughs> let's. <laughs> right? I need my five day fix, okay? <laughs> I'm an intimacy junkie. But our point. pastor actually has talked about it from the pulpit and done whole like sermons on it about how important it is. Obviously, he's it is much more eloquent and uses a lot more Bible verses <laughs> to talk about it than we are. But we like to have fun with it a little bit and joke around to to ease, to break some of the ice about it. But it is really, really important. And the thing about it is, is the more that we get comfortable, like Josh was saying, some of us have, you know, insecurities and stuff. And I have insecurities too. But the more that I allow him to like touch me in all the rolly, <laughs> like chunky places, the more comfortable I get with yeah. 
myself even. And I think that's the, that I think that's the goal. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, being able to laugh and giggle about that stuff, but at the same time, showing your partner, I love all of you and all the ways, right? Not just emotional or mental, but also physically, you know, and I really mean it. Like, I really want to push through this. I want to make sure this is a priority in our marriage. It's something that's just really important, you know? Well, there's really two important. there's two things, though, when it comes to nuclear marriages and blended marriages. The nuclear marriage, you get together and you're all young, hottie patati. You know, you get married as a young hottie patati. You pop out a couple of kids and you don't feel you're not. Well, first off, you're not young anymore, but you don't feel like a hottie patati anymore. You know, like some women do carve out time to go to the gym and do all of these things, but it's your choice of what you're sacrificing to do that. Some women choose to sacrifice other things to go work out. I could choose to sacrifice that too. I don't feel like sacrificing anything else to go do that right now. But then in a blended family too, uh, the women, some men may struggle with this too, but women feel like, okay, I'm getting with my new husband. He didn't get to experience, you know, me as a young, like hottie patati person. So both in both marriages, the woman I know struggles with insecurities from both aspects of it. Like, Hey, I really wish, you know, we could have met earlier. Yeah, but see, I have the mature, educated one now, which has a lot of value, especially from a guy's standpoint. Okay, so that's what number three is. Let's move on to number four. We lost a couple of viewers on we that do- point. <laughs> right. We're, dro- we're dropping subscribers like it's nobody's <laughs> business. Somebody said, this is question. Okay, number four. Number four. What else to talk about now after that? Focus on Jesus. Yes. So we did save the best for last. Jesus, God, needs to be at the center of your marriage. And a a lot of times we need reminders about that. And that's why we should have put Jesus slash community, because that's why community is so important. Because, you know, we're talking with a couple right now and they are like, hey, we just need to talk with you guys for a little bit. And they live in a different state. So we're Zoom calling with them. And it's like you get in the thick of it and you get into life and all this stuff. And you need a you know, a couple to speak into you from outside perspective and say, hey, God has designed you for this journey. Like it's hard right now, but this is your path that God already knew you were going to be walking. And you can just see them like sit back for a second and be like, you're right. And we, so we all need to keep God at the center, but we humanly don't do that because we get beat up so much. Our marriage, Satan is constantly trying and the world is constantly trying to divide marriages. Whether they think so or not, the world is. Sex is thrown out into the public, like it's really cool to have multiple partners and not be monogamous and to check out other women like, oh, I'm just looking or guys, you know, I'm just looking, you know, I'm just enjoying God's creation. I'm not doing anything wrong unless I actually touch. Right. And so it's very, very important to keep God at the center and have biblical principles and be praying, but then have a community that when you really are getting beat up, you can talk to openly and honestly and not be ashamed about what is going on in your relationship and have another couple look at you and say, this is where you're supposed to be. It's hard right now. It's hard. But God has not forgotten you. Mm. God is in the middle. God has designed you for something just as this. Mm. And he will give you the strength. You have to lean into him. And then you're like, you're right. 
God, had, you know, God, God, God is here. God can give me the strength. God has not forgotten me. And we all need that. We all need that. Yeah, it's funny because Christy and I, and we've said this multiple times, we'll leave a social setting. And and I'm not saying this to be negative. I'm going to explain to you why I'm saying this. Oh, but my gosh. No, it's good. And we'll leave and be like, man, that's that's so much different than the Christian community we belong to. You know, it's and, and why? Why is... Mm. The non-Christian community feel and act and just, it just has a different, like, it has a much more negative feel than the Christian community. And we can say that because we've been part of both, right? We lived yeah. a long time in the non-Christian world and we now we yeah. live in the Christian world. And now we can, in perspective, we can look back and say, well, because all Christian, the majority of Christians or the local church, right, that yeah. we belong to, all kind of have the same thing that they that pulls them towards. And that's Christ, right? So we all have the same focus, right? We're focusing our energy on trying to be better people for Christ. We're trying to make sure that we're worshiping with the way that we act and the way that we think and the words that come out of our mouths, right? To worship Christ. We're trying to, we all have the same kind of end goal. And with that, automatically brings us forward in a different way. And so when Christy says focus on Jesus, that's not just our personal relationship. That's what she says is, also, what about your local church, your community of people that you're around? Encompass all of what Christ is trying to encourage us. And what ends up happening is not only do we get individually encouraged, but we get encouraged as a couple, you know, and we want to be stronger as a couple. And, yeah. you know, that's something that we really push in our own Christian community, in our life group and everything is doing things as a couple and really focusing on these things. And everybody's on board for that. Anybody we ever talk about that, they're just like, yes, yes, that makes sense. We want to do that too. And so when we say that, you know, we want to wrap this up with saying focus on Jesus. If we're not making Christ the center stone of our whole everything, mm -hmm. we're really not being pulled towards something that's that's going to give us the momentum that we truly need. And so Jesus will do that for us. And how do you put God at the center? You put God at the center by each of you individually pursuing God individually, like on your own. Individually, yes. Because... Then when he is like, man, you know, just having a down day, I'll be like, well, did you pray about it or did you, because God has designed your spouse to speak into you. So, and it's the same for me. Like I'll be like so frustrated and just having really bad time. And he'll say, you know, have you been doing your devotionals lately or have you reached out to a Christian friend or have we prayed together in a while? And it points each other back in the direction that we should be focusing on, which is God. And that is what marriage and that's what community is designed to do is to point each other back. And I do think that this is a God thing. I just today, you don't even know this. I just today, and I had to chuckle a little bit. I just today had a friend who has known me for a very long time text me and say someone she knows just started visiting ACR, not our Celebrate Recovery, but ACR. Mm. And they let her know that uh, she went there to talk about her marriage and her grief and about the divorce and stuff. And she let her know like, yeah, a whole bunch of people that were there were talking about different things. And she's like, I thought this entire time that Celebrate Recovery was just for alcoholics and drug addicts. And she's like, they talk about things like self-esteem and codependency. And I'm like, she goes, they call it hurts, habits, and hangups. And I'm like, yes, that's Celebrate Recovery's slogan. And she said, I want to start coming to a Celebrate Recovery to so I can try to be a better person for my marriage. Mm. She's like, because my marriage is suffering right now, and I really want to try to become a better person for my marriage. And I want to, you know, talk about self-worth and I want to talk mm. about codependency and things like that. And I just think it's so funny because I'm like, yeah, that is what Celebrate Recovery is for too. It's for all hurts, habits, and hangups of life, mm. you know, and it keeps God at the center 
of it. So we all struggle. We all have insecurities. We all have things. And that's what it's there for too. And it's to create a community, to keep everyone focused and accountable and on track to be going towards God. And so I just thought it was like, a, you know, I didn't even, I forgot to tell you, I didn't, I forgot about it until just now. Actually. Well, and I think the whole premise of that is that we, with Celebrate Recovery, everything's based off of the power of Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Right? The only way to true redemption, the only way to truly be fixed and healed and redeemed from everything that's going on in our past, no matter what it's from, that's why they say hurts, habits, and hangups, which if you're human, you've suffered from some of that, yeah. is through the power of Jesus Christ. Like, we have to know that that's the base foundation. What's going to save your marriage? Is it being more adventurous, going to conferences, or making love more often? Those are good things, but without Jesus, nope. No, yeah. you couldn't do enough of those things to make yeah. it work. You just can't do it. It's impossible. That's why we wanted to end today on this note is because it is the keystone. He's the foundation. To all things. And he's the foundation. And we have to understand the power in that. And I get it. You have a spouse that maybe doesn't agree with the way that you uh, believe or doesn't want to follow the way that you do. But that's okay because the power is in Jesus. It's not in us. And so the only thing that we can do is focus on Jesus. Christy said it. It's an individual thing anyway. And we want to encourage our spouses. And if our if our spouses don't want to be encouraged, we encourage them through what we focus on Christ. Yeah. We focus on Jesus. And then we still work on being adventurous. We still working on, on heading to conferences, inviting our spouses to conferences, and then about making love more often. And we allow Jesus to do his work in all of that and through us. And I just mm -hmm. think it's so important. It is. Don't miss the main ingredient of this. Do not. We, you know, we, we're heading into a brand new year. Uh, you know, there's enough drama in the world as it is, right? There's enough. And if we allow all that to drown out what we are capable of doing, which is focusing on our marriage, it will, the world will tear us apart limb by limb. Yeah. So understand that if we focus on Jesus and we pour into our marriage beginning in the new year, that you can have the most incredible 2022, no matter what other people's 2022 is. And I yeah. just think it's so important that you do that. It and is. Cassie says, relationship with Jesus on our own. It is. And that's a hard thing to grasp because, you know, for for us as humans, we don't like to do something when we feel like it's not being reciprocated. And uh, our relationship with Christ has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It doesn't. And it's tough. Anything else you want to end with today, my love? I do think it's easy in a marriage to start, you have to catch yourself getting like, why is he not doing this? I have to go do this, this, and this all the time, and he doesn't do this. Yeah. And you have to catch yourself doing those things and start focusing on, like, what are the things that you don't do that he does? You don't ever do. And he does all the time. And he doesn't say anything. Like, I know that's so cliche because people say, you know, anyone can find dirt on someone, be the person that finds the gold. But it's easier for us to just start focusing on the dirt of our spouse because we live with them. And we take that for granted. So we true. feel like, oh, I'll I'll be better tomorrow. Mm. Or, oh, I we can just focus on that next week because right now I want to be mad and I'm allowed to be mad and I'm not going to talk to them and I'm going to be rude to them. And we wouldn't treat anyone else that way. And I just think it's okay to be angry about something, but you need to be respectful and talk to your spouse about it. Just saying, hey, I'm just really upset right now. I don't want to 
fight about this. I just am really upset and I need some time to like cool off. I want to give you a heads up about it because I want to have a conversation about it later, but not to take them for granted. And I know I do. Um, Brendan Burchard, I used to be so good at this because I used to be listening to a book of his. He'd be like, he'd come home from work and before he'd go into his house, instead of just jumping right out of the car and running in, he would sit in his car and take like 60 seconds or three minutes to reset his mind out of work mode into family mode. And he could be more present then with his family and not come right in with work still on his mind. And he's still finishing up phone calls and things like that. And then his family gets, you know, work mode. So I, I need to refocus on doing that more when I leave the home and I get in the car and I'm getting ready to go to work, it's like, okay, I need to get into work mode. But before before I come back in, I really need to say, okay, I need to take a few seconds, pray, and really ask God to change my thought process and switch my brain from work mode into family mode. So I'm more present when I come in because I really, if I, I, I feel like I've already, today's Friday. And these last two days have been crazy chaotic because so many people are gone from the office and it's just a lot going on. And we just don't have one office. We have, you know, two offices plus an independent living community plus another one. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And so it's like, I need to, to switch my mind into family mode when I come home, instead of come in with my AirPods still in finishing up three or four conversations and then look at him, what's for dinner, sit there waiting impatiently because I'm starving to death for food scarf my food down and then say, okay, I'm going to go get ready for bed and then whatever and pay no attention to him whatsoever and not really say, how was your day, babe? Make eye contact with him. Give him a hug. You know, those types of things. I I get sad. I get sad. (laughs) I get so sad. He does. And I have gotten really bad about that because I'm so busy, you know, and I think to myself, like, he'll understand. He knows I'm busy. He knows I have all this stuff. That's not fair. It's not Mm -hmm. fair you know, to him. Thank God for him that he's gracious. He knows I'm human and he knows that, you know, I'll come back around. But You always come back around. And I feel like, and I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like that's part of what gives our marriage values because I always want to be the person to come back around. I don't, I don't want to leave things like it is and like, oh, she didn't complain about it. So I'm just not going to do it. You know, I don't ever want to be that way. I want to, I want to beat her and her love for me, I want to make sure that I love her more than she loves me. No. And I think, see, and I think that's a good competition though. I think that's healthy. And so, you know, find out this year, you know, this could be the greatest year for you. So find out exactly what it is that you need to work on. Be adventurous, like be spontaneous. Uh, Men, your women love spontaneity. They really honestly do. It makes them feel special and wanted and desired. And it's important that we do find a marriage conference. Believe me, if you're in Michigan, it's not a problem finding one. Jay and Laura do one every year, two times a year, actually. Every six months. Yeah. Every six months they do one. They do it up north and you stay a day or two and you can, you can do that. And they're always great. They're fun. They're Christian uh, based and it's just a lot of fun. And then make sure that you're taking care of your spouse physically at least once a week. Okay. Focus on that. Pour into each other physically. And then don't forget the whole reason of what can really turn your marriage around and make it strong. And that is the power of Jesus in your life. And Ron Deal does do blended family conferences around. He does. The he did one States in Grand too. Rapids not too long ago. Yeah. So it was in a Michigan. one night thing at a church. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't able to go because of something. Oh, you had COVID. Yeah. I had the COVID. So we were going to go. We were registered and um, yeah, had COVID. Yeah. yeah. So we want to encourage you with that. Please be safe and enjoy your New Year's. We actually get to go and watch the Red Wings 
on New Year's Eve, and Christy's super happy about that. But she's doing it graciously and awesome because my son and his girlfriend are going, and we're going, and so that'll be fun. But please be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you guys next Tuesday at 7. Yeah. Bye. Bye.